right, everybody, and welcome back to PWZ. We're back. It's been a couple of weeks, and, well, nothing like uh, covering a shitty pay-per-view to do your return to, right? So, Would you really go as far as saying shitty? I'd say that it was... Well, we'll get into it. This is Rick Del Santo, the professor, and joining me as always, DVD Freak. How's everything been? Oh, you know, it, it's it's been it's been an interesting been. few weeks. Just life in general, yeah. and you know, I'm just you know trying to make videos and take my mind off of things. And here we are. I haven't created any content really in a couple of weeks, so I'm really looking forward to doing this tonight with you. Um, so. AEW Revolution. Maybe it was not the greatest pay per view. Uh, I know on mine, I saw a couple of people say this was the worst. I don't know. What was the last one that we covered that we trashed that we hated well, so much? All, uh, all out. I think that one might have been worse. Yeah, I think That's all it. out. Yep. Yeah, all out 2020. Yeah. This was one worse. I thought started. I think this one started strong, and then as it went on, uh, it just got worse and worse. And the main event, now a lot of people said that they loved the work rate of the main event, and I just could not get into it. I think it's because of the stipulation going in. Um, you know, I'm not a deathmatch person, so I think that going in, it already I had in my mindset, I'm not going to like this match because I don't like that kind of stuff. So, but uh, you know, we're going to discuss it. Uh, how would you rate the show overall? Oh, we're doing letter grade already? Uh, yeah, you know what? We don't do that to the end. You know, I haven't done this in a while. I'm freaking out here. I can't. Uh... Um, that's tough. What would you so give? I haven't thought about this yet. Usually we have an hour. Yeah. What, what would you give it? Yeah. I'd say it was about a C to be honest with you. But like I said, the first couple matches were uh, pretty interesting. I'm a Battle Royal fan. You know, I think that, you know, usually they're filler, but it was still entertaining enough to me the Battle Royal. Um, thought it was once um, the Hardy Adam Page thing. Like, I'm not into that storyline by any means. So once that match happened, it was kind of all downhill from there for me. I, I was going to go either a C or a C minus. Um, uh, C minus. Yeah, and that doesn't mean it's awful. It's just an it's a, a below yeah. average show. I don't think it was as bad as right. All Out was. That was a disaster. Whereas this was just okay. kind of middle of the road quality. All right. Now, where my thing is, where was FTR? You know, I thought that they were going to be on there, and uh, apparently not. You know, um, to me, that's supposed to, that's a top t- tag team in in the. Uh, on the roster, but um, they're just nowhere to be found, really. And uh, I was quite upset about that because I thought they were booked for it, but it just, you know. Well, were they I, advertised? I, I thought so, but uh, maybe I was just mixing it up with the with the other thing. Anyways, opening match was the uh, the tag titles was the opening match. Um, the Young Bucks defending against Chris Jericho and MJF. Sorry, couldn't think of <laughs> But I really thought that this was a great match. Um, I thought this was a good opener. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, of course, the Young Bucks had to get all their, their spots in. And 
you know, there's a ton of near falls, but you know, I, I thought this was pretty fun. I'm not a huge Young Bucks guy, but this this match uh, kept my interest for the most part. Yeah, I actually think this was ironically because I don't like the Young Cucks. Um, <laughs> ironically, this was my favorite match of the night, and the one I was yeah. kind of the most into. There were a lot of botches. Like there was one point where uh, they went for the Meltzer driver. And they just botched it. Chris Jericho had some bad footing near the end of the match. It, it just looked like um, one of the Bucks. It, it just missed it on purpose. Whereas if Jericho would have stepped back a little bit, it would have looked like it was a reversal. Where it was just kind of a cluster of a, a move. And yeah, like I said, though, there, well, like you said, too many near falls. That's the problem with all of this. I think every match on this show, like you had Adam Page kicking out of a twist of fate. Like, that bothers me. I just don't like, it's fine if you want to kick out of a finisher once in a while. But, like, it felt like every match on this card, you got a finisher kick out. That's professional wrestling today, that you have to do, like, it's not, there's no finisher, you know, they use their finishers, but they got to do it several times in a row in order to get that, that, and, and that's what bothers me about professional wrestling in the modern age. Yeah. You know, and it's just, it's, and it just makes things overdone in that manner. And it's just, you know, there's too many near falls. It's just, it's not dramatic enough if everybody's got to hit their finisher more than once. Yeah. I like, we've talked not- about this We've talked about this before. Like, I miss the times where a random suplex could have been the end of the match or a power bomb. Right. You a never knew. Or, or, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was one of those things where a random move could possibly end the match. But if a finisher got hit, it was over. There's no getting out of it. You know, even like with Hogan, his leg drop was insanely protected. I think one of the few times it was actually kicked out of, in the WWF at least, was a botch with... Uh, Sid Justice or Psycho Sid, whatever he was going by at the time. Right. So One of the things just, I have to... Go ahead. Uh, it, it, I was just going to say, it's just an example of protecting your finishers. One of the things I guess is, like, you realize that there is a tag team match. There's a lot of double teaming, obviously, throughout tag team matches. That's the way uh, wrestling is. And it's just, you realize how many times Excalibur said, in stereo, there's a tope suicida in stereo. There's a super kick in stereo. Mind you, there was a half crab in stereo. I'm just like, get the fuck out of here with this. It's, it's, <laughs> it got so annoying. On top of that, JR sounded really under the weather. I don't know if you noticed this or not. Like his voice was like really harsh, and I don't know what was up with it. I didn't think he was gonna last the night. Well, there was one point where I think it was their first talking segment, their first uh, face-to-face talking segment. He was struggling to get everything out. I remember we all kind of laughed because Shivani just started patting him on the back. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed that or not <laughs> while JR was talking. No. I, no, so I don't know. I think, I think it, it got better throughout the night, but at the beginning it was rough. Yeah. I think that Shivani and Excalibur – did the majority of the work um, going forward. It sounded like, you know, and um, I guess to protect JR, it sounded like, you know what I mean? Because that's what I noticed. JR is still in my, uh, 
in my eyes, one of the greatest of all time. He's been around mm-hmm. the business a long time. But a lot of people are giving him trouble because he botches things every now and again. But, you know, when you work for a company for like 25 years, you know, you have a hard, sometimes have a hard time channeling certain things. So, you know, you got to lighten up on the guy a little bit. Yeah, when I hear people criticize him, I'm like, dude, fuck off. Like, it's fine if you want to criticize, like, Todd Phillips or whoever, Byron Saxton, you know, because they're just nimrods. But, yeah. yeah. But Jim Ross, he's one of the greatest of all time. So just just shove it up your ass, all right? Let him, (laughs) let the man speak. He deserves his moment. Right. So as the Young Bucks retain the title here, um... Like I said, this is the most exciting match. I probably it, it was a great opener and probably the best match of the evening. Um, let's see, we went into uh, actually the Battle Royal, the Casino Tag Team Battle Royal. I don't have yeah. every team listed here, but uh, this was pretty exciting though. When you had uh, what was it Phoenix and Jungle Boy in the ring towards the end, uh, they were in the ring for a couple minutes against each other. That's a match I want to see on AEW television, Jungle Boy in Phoenix, because that couple minutes that they were in there against each other was phenomenal. And and the two, I mean, Phoenix is one of the best out there today. Jungle Boy has a great future ahead of him. You know, he's young, but he's he's got a lot of potential to to be a big star. And oh, um, yeah, go he'll he'll be a world champion one day. You know, yeah. not anytime soon. You think, but yeah. oh yeah, he's only been wrestling a couple years. Yeah, yeah like. Five years from now, put the title on yeah. it, you know? But I, I do have the list here. Um, I'll just kind of go list. off. I have, yeah, I'll just go through some of the highlights. Uh, Natural Nightmares, uh, Dustin Rhodes, and QT Marshall. That was kind of the bigger angle of this match. Right. Uh, uh, QT Q- basically turning on uh, Dustin. It's, <laughs> it's funny in the list here. It has the elimination himself. <laughs> It just says himself. He jumped over. Yeah. 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 Because he didn't want to put over, uh, I guess, because he eliminated the other members of the Nightmare Family, your trainees of uh, the Nightmare Family. And Dustin just wanted them to lighten up on him. So he was just like, yeah, fuck you. (laughs) And he actually spat at him at one point and eliminated himself. So um, (laughs) I think QT's QT's great. I I really like him a lot. Yeah. uh, That'd be a good match i don't i don't know if that's what they're planning for double or nothing or something like that but that'd be a good singles match it has some story behind it they're actually building pay-per-view to pay-per-view so yeah that, that i'm looking forward to that one they have some heat they have chemistry together so i like it yeah and they've been and you know the thing about aew is before you continue with the list i'm sorry aew does you know they do quarterly pay-per-view so it's not like this could be a nice slow burn to the next pay-per-view it doesn't have to be go rushing into it so that they can get to it in April. You know what I mean? And so it's going to be a nice slow burn. They could do a lot of really good stuff on TV, a lot of teases for it on television. And I might be in the minority here, but I actually like that they don't have a Starcade or a WrestleMania type event because they treat every pay-per-view pretty equally, I would say. Like, well, that's the thing about the doing the quarterly pay-per-views. When when WWF did it, every pay-per-view was gigantic. 
yeah. every four, whether it be uh, the Rumble, Survivor Series, WrestleMania. Even though WrestleMania was definitely considered the flagship, but it's just everyone was treated very special. And that's when you got all the biggest stars on the show. Nowadays, for WrestleMania, they have to fit in every single person on the roster. When I went to the one in Jersey that year, they had, was it two Battle Royals? That's yeah. just on the pre-show. That's on the pre-show. Before all the main shows started. Like, it was just, it's just crazy. They have to fit every single person that is on the roster into the show. We're, you know, it's supposed to be, those big events are supposed to be for the biggest stars in the company. And that's, you know, that's what AEW, you know, they, they don't have a gigantic roster. They definitely have a roster that they could definitely work at and put big shows on with. Yeah, I think you should have to earn that WrestleMania spot. Right. And yep. my WrestleMania, I had two Battle Royals. I had, you know, the Triple Threat Tag Team title match, which is worthless. Like, you're just throwing so many people in there. Yeah, because you have so to many, fit everybody on the roster, yeah. Yeah, so many just worthless nothing matches. And it's just like, what's there to work towards? Because, oh, you can be a jobber on... I don't know, 205, in the locker room, just chilling for 10 weeks straight, leading up to WrestleMania. They're like, oh, by the way, you're in the Battle Royal. Sweet, I didn't do anything to earn it. Cool. Payday. It's pointless. Yeah, but then there's the other thing about that is there's a tag team title on Raw, there's a tag team title on SmackDown, and both of those matches, you know, you'd figure the tag team title match would be a somewhat important match, right? They're on yeah. the pre-show. They're on the free pre-show. That I always yeah. found ridiculous. I mean, this is just the particular year that I went that I'm referring to. So uh, that's that's supposed to be a very important match. All the main titles now they have too many titles before the between the three different brands. And now NXT is supposed to be uh, adding more titles, but we're in a way for from uh, the AEW. <laughs> yeah, the thing about the uh, the tag team battle royal. Um, it is interesting. Um, it was a minute and a half intervals, so basically it was a tag team rumble without saying it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Which the thing about that is, um, go ahead. You know, with the with the sorry, they had the clock up in the background, so it was climbing down. Yeah. You know, it's like in the Royal Rumble, they'll start counting at ten, so then all the wrestlers know when somebody's coming in and all that stuff. This I just felt like. Some of the people, like, so if something happened, it's eliminated, then they start automatically, like, oh, we need to start counting now, you know. And this match just so happened to be the clock was over there on the big wall. So everybody, there's be a lot of spots where people are just waiting for other people to come out, it seemed like, because there was a lot of spots that were just empty after they did their, their big moves. But maybe I'm just reading too far into it. Um, my biggest problem with this, we had 15 tag entrance this should have been 10 like this was way too long there was a point yeah. where i just couldn't wait for the last entrance every time i'd see the clock show up i'd be like fuck and yeah. i was waiting for ftr i thought like i was like all right this right. should be the last one and they just yes. they weren't here so I, I don't know yeah there's there's a lot coming up in AEW that i want to discuss um actually before we hit the road today before the, you know, after we're done uh, discussing Revolution, because they announced a bunch of stuff for uh, this week's Dynamite as well. Yeah. So continue with the teams because uh, 
going on and on and on complaining about the uh, opposite <laughs> order. <laughs> uh, we had three entrants for the Dark Order. Oh, uh, we yes. had one representative for the Inner Circle, that being Santana and Ortiz. We had the Side Out Brothers, which was interesting to see Mike uh, Side Out. I've never really seen him before, although, until I watched this. Yeah. Oh, I didn't, so. Yeah. And then we had the Gun Club, which is uh, Billy Gunn's kids who literally look exactly like him. Even the mannerisms, right. their footwork, right. it's just, it's Billy Gunn. Yes, absolutely. I, I was thinking that same thing. Was it Was it Austin Gunn is the kid's name, I think? And he's just coming out. And he looks just like him. He wears the same trunks that he wore back in the day kind of a thing. It's, I was like, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. And um, we had the private party, which, yeah. Yeah. SoCal Uncensored for you TNA fans out there. And uh, the Death Triangle, which is uh, Pac and Ray Phoenix. I was rooting for Phoenix here, but I'm not upset about the finish we had. One of the things that I hated, the, these spots that I hate is... Uh, it was just Pac and Phoenix in this match, correct? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, I'm thinking about the, the, the ladder match. I'm sorry. But yeah, this I thought this Battle Royal was... Oh, wait, you forgot Beer Country, right? Did you list all the teams? I didn't or, list them all. I just kind of went through the... I know Beer Country was in there. Um... This match was, you know, I like Battle Royals, but it was, like you said, there were 15 teams. I'm, yeah, Ray Phoenix and, pa, and uh, Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy. They were Phenomenal. the last two. Yeah. Yep. And uh, maybe some foreshadowing at what's to come. I think I, I want to see those two this Wednesday night. Like, seriously. Like, I would love to see that. Uh, I think it'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. And, yeah. uh,. What do we have next, pal? Uh, the women's title match, Hikaru Shida and it's a Ryu Mizunami. I've never seen her before, but I like I'm her. You, this is you like her. All right, yeah. I'm going to be honest here. This is where the show started to go downhill for me. Oh, it did go this downhill, show, but match. I still I think right, these two right in this match they had chemistry and they had a history which they hyped up. I just yeah, felt in, like um, in stardom, right? Yeah, where they came from. Yeah, and it's just like um, they hyped it up so much in that video package. So I'm like, wow, this could be really good. Whereas I just felt like the chemistry was there. It just didn't quite register for this match, and it just dragged. Yeah, um, I think there was too much goofing around on Mizunami's part. It seemed like um, she's trying for like um, it seemed like a comedy. I guess, in parts, like, she was pretending to pull the rope kind of a thing and, like, do all these, like, stupid little things. It just, I was just like, this is just annoying. And um, I like Hikaru Shida. I think she's great, you know, in other matches I've seen her in. One of the things I hated, uh, she had Shida in the corner, and she's, you know, it's Caliber. Again, a botch on his part. Oh, look at these massive chops. Oh, they're not so massive. He had to correct himself because... She started laying it in, and then it just was like, you know, minor, minor taps. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Why are you putting it over like she's fucking, like her Andre hands or something? You know, it just sounded so bad, dude. I was, and, and but I don't know. I, I was not necessarily a fan of this match. And, and like I said, this is approximately where uh, this, this, uh, the show started to go downhill for me. Well, 
obviously we had a a, a title retention here. Nothing much to say. It went 15 minutes. It felt like longer. That's another but, thing. I thought that it went a little long for a woman's match for a pay-per-view that was not necessarily doing much for me as far as the match went. But uh, speaking of going downhill, <laughs> next up, my God, this was just this um, rough. This was rough. We totally, all right. I've discussed this with Andy in the past, um, uh, probably just yesterday or so. They totally fucked up uh, Miro bringing him in and putting oh, yeah. him in with Skip Sabian, bringing him in as a comedy act. Like, this is just ridiculous. It's just awful. It's just, oh my God. Um, having them, like, they had Chuck Taylor, the butler. You know, <laughs> I'm, not the, I'm not the world's biggest Chuck Taylor fan i'm not the biggest world's biggest orange cassidy fan either but you know uh it's just this was just oh my god this was just terrible i couldn't like i I, i'm having trouble taking miro seriously in aew they brought him in as a monster where he came in just ripped people apart i'd seriously be taking him more seriously but he's just he's just stuck in comedy storyline as a goofball and you know me and you know exactly we know how we both feel about comedy wrestling it's just you know it we hate it i hate it it's yeah. not entertaining by any stretch it's it's embarrassing sport. yeah it's not professional wrestling so it's almost like a rusev reboot i shit you not yeah like, they bring him in, it's this huge big deal, he's over, and then here we are. Mm-hmm. Except they did it in a month, in a few months, instead of WWE, where they took a few years. And they, yeah. gave, him, they gave him another, because he had the, the Rusev day, and now they gave him another stupid, the best man. Like, it's, they're, I feel like they're just uh-huh. trying to capitalize on the Rusev day, so they're like, oh, maybe the best man will have the same success. Yeah, no. like I get what you're saying. They're just giving them like a like a thing. Yeah. I guess. hoping you know, it'll get over. Like a, right. It's just boring. It's not his segments. I pretty much cringe at every yeah. Wednesday night, um, and they're just they're just ridiculous. I mean, I did laugh when at the wedding segment. Uh, I'm pretty sure you didn't see it. You're normally working, but when Kip and What's the other girl's name? What's his wife's name? They'll get Lady, whatever her name is. Um, when they were getting married and uh, Orange Cassidy popped out of the cake. Like, I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, but it was nothing to be, like, excited for. You know, I did laugh. But it's just anytime you know there's a cake in the middle of a wrestling ring, you know what's going to happen. So <laughs> it's going to, you know, it's going to turn into a food fight. But it was just, mm-hmm. it was really ridiculous. It was really boring. So, uh, I, you know, this match... Did absolutely nothing for me. Why they would put it on a pay per view is just another thing. This should have been on dark or something because it's that bad. It was that it, bad. It felt like like that nine o'clock or well, it'd be what time's dynamite on eight or nine? Eight. <laughs> eight. Okay, it feels like that. Nine time. It, it yeah. sounds like the end of the first hour, like you're transitioning yeah. to the. The second hour, you have that it's just bathroom, random tag match. The bathroom break match. Yeah, yeah like, yeah, yeah, you're midway. Yeah, yeah, it's just, yeah, exactly. It's just, it's not important to to watch. And it's just like, they take out Orange Cassidy. He's in the back. And they're out there just beating the hell out of Chuck Taylor. Gee, I wonder what's going to happen next. 
Who? Yeah. This is the most unpredictable thing in the world. Orange Cassidy is in the back injured. Of course he's going to come out, do his stupid little pocket shit. I just, I hate Orange Cassidy. I just can't understand. I just don't understand uh, how people enjoy it. I'm going to tell you. And I think we discussed this before, probably when we were doing All Out, uh, that it took me a long time. It's not that I get it or that I'm a gigantic fan of Orange Cassidy, but I started to understand the charm a tiny bit because once you see him, and when he worked with Jericho, once you see him working in an actual match, the guy could actually work. Yeah. Once he's actually not doing, I mean, you know what I mean, when he's actually competing and stuff. And like I said, he was firing in Jakar and who was a huge fan of the colony. Uh, so it's like once I found all that information, I was like, oh, this guy could actually wrestle. He's not some just some fucking hack goofball. It's just wow. a gimmick I don't particularly care for. Even though a lot of people, it's over. A lot of people love it. And, that's, uh, that's it. Just it, it explains the the, the uh, state of the wrestling fan in twenty twenty one. Yeah, I was gonna say like if you talk to anyone, one of the most important traits in a wrestler is being able to control a crowd, and he can. He may yeah. be able to control today's audience. If he did this in 1970, he would be murdered in the back behind the dumpster by all yeah. the fans. And that's kind of more what I want to do it on. But I, like I said, I, I get it, but I just don't agree with it. I just I don't care well, if people same. are cheering yeah. for it. Yeah, I just don't yeah. care. Yeah. If he's putting asses in seats, if he's, you know, Power depressing... Yeah, exactly. More power to the to him, but I don't I don't particularly get it. From there, uh, that ladder match. My God. Well, next we have uh, Adam Page. Oh wait. Already. Oh wait, there's, uh, where are my notes here? Yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, wait, this the... was the big match, and he gets his uh, whoever wins isn't uh, doesn't get the first quarter earnings if he wins. Matt Hardy. Yeah. Which is kind of, of it's kind of a funny stipulation. <laughs> it's big stupid. Money, it's really stupid, it, but it's a, funny. Right, and the big money Matt Hardy. I've never been a huge, huge Hardys fan or Matt Hardy fan. This is a little ridiculous. Like, yeah, I, I, but Matt Hardy has a thing, and the Hardy, you know, he has a thing for reinventing himself several times, and it works and gets it over. And that's the most important part, right? The fans yeah. buy into it. That's the most important part. So, no matter what some stupid podcaster from Connecticut or Pennsylvania says about you, as long as you're putting asses in seats, you're collecting a paycheck, your t-shirts are on the fans, the owner, the promoter is happy. So, um, what I think the big money Matt thing is just kind of goofy because it's not really what you think of when you think of the Hardy Boys or Matt Hardy. That's the point, um, though. Yeah. Well, I guess, yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's the you're point. Right. Yeah, and I uh, I like um, did not want to see Adam Page and Matt Hardy. I love Adam Page. I think he's great, and uh, the gimmick's cool. You know, he's like a pretty boy, you know, uh, cowboy. And some say some people say that he's not necessarily convincing as like a cowboy because he's too too much of a pretty boy. But I'm just like he's still a great wrestler. You know, uh, he he uh, he still put on a good match. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good overall. Yeah, Adam Page is in my top five um, AEW roster members for sure. Um, he he will be a 
world champion in the next two or three years. Hundred percent, maybe even less than that. Um, I wouldn't. I, I don't think it should be less than that because you can see a slow build here. It's been building. Like Ever when since he wins with Jericho. Yeah, I yeah. gotta say, like honestly, I thought that they were gonna put the title on him then uh, because I thought that they were going to make Adam Page in that match, and they did that without putting the belt on him. Jericho did that without, you know, he gave him the rub and said how serious Adam Page is as a professional wrestler and, and how great he actually is. And I was, I hadn't really seen much of him because like I said, I had not really been watching wrestling that much up until a couple years ago. Uh, I took a couple years off. And so I came back all these, you know, there's a lot of new guys around and he's one of them, but I really got into him the first time I seen him. And like you said, I think that he is top tier World Championship caliber material, and I definitely see it's coming uh, in AEW too. I mean, he could be the one to take it off Omega for all we know. Well, that's what I was gonna say. I mean, I think Omega's gonna hold it for a while, as he should. I believe in long title reigns. Yes. Um, I think he'll be the one to beat him. I do. Who else is it gonna? Who else is gonna be? Honestly, who else is there? You know, I think it's really too early to tell. He's only Unless, held it a couple. Unless you know, obviously possibly. he's not going to lose it. Yeah, well, that's the other thing I was going to say. It's, it's obvious he's not going to lose it going back and forth from to Impact. Um, and not going to lose it over there um, to Rich Swan, of course. Not not a, not there. Um, <laughs> I have enjoyed the partnership, but you know, I think that there's a very good chance because you know um, they were discussing when the Good Brothers and Omega. We're destroying Moxley last night. Oh, he's got a kid on the way. I think that, you know, Moxley, when he comes back after his kid is born, it's a very good chance that he'll come back and take the title. That could be, you know, we could, you know, just like anything could happen at this yeah. point. Yeah. Like, yeah. So we don't even know. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. All right. So now we have the ladder match. The ladder match. This is a great match. And Ethan Page debuts in this match. And I was so happy because, you know, I'm a huge, uh, I love Ethan Page. I liked him in Impact, teaming with uh, Josh Alexander. And when he walked out with that big, silly grin on his face, I popped. So uh, I think he's awesome, though. But this is a great match overall on Scorpio Sky. Scorpio Sky uh, took the victory here. Yeah, which um, Scorpio Sky deserves it. I was actually surprised. I, I, thought, it was, I thought it was going to Lance Archer, personally. But, which, I think that's kind of who I was rooting for. Maybe it's just because I'm a Jake Roberts mark, but... One of the things I think about Lance Archer, I think the guy's great. What they do in AEW, they don't take big guys necessarily seriously. He yeah. seems to get, I wouldn't say get his ass kicked, but he should go in and be walking in there demolishing a lot of these guys who are, like, half his size. But, you know, he sells for them like crazy, and... He just comes in, he just gets his ass kicked here and there, and he should have came in and killed, you know, he should have clotheslined everybody, tore their heads off, and they just, but this was a fun match overall. I'm going to get away from putting over or trying to explain Lance Archer, <laughs> but All right. this, was, yeah. this was a lot of fun. And Pentagon, you know, uh, that's another guy that's, that's out there, dude. This is just, go ahead. The talent in this match was amazing, and it just made for a wonderful ladder match. Now, I'm not a huge ladder match fan. Actually, you know, 
stipulation matches are kind of corny. Like we've discussed this before as well in the past, especially the giant fucking Sonic ring. Like my oh, God, it, God, it was a joke. Oh, it was a joke. Yes. The brass ring bullshit. Um, it looks so corny hanging in the ear uh, from the ceiling. That thing was it, huge. It, yes, and <laughs> you know, W fans are just like. AEW fans are just eating it up. They're eating it up. They, they're, they're loving it. I thought this was a good match, but they, like, that ring was stupid. Uh, Scorpio Sky, you know, obviously deserved. The guy's been around forever, and to see him actually getting a push like this is, is awesome. What's the stipulation if you grab the brass ring? Was there a stipulation? I don't remember. Yeah, you get a for a future TNT championship match. Oh, it's a bullshit title anyways, so who, who cares? But I'm tired. I'm kind of tired of seeing Cody Rhodes on TV. But. Okay. All right. It's <laughs> it's time. All right. So oh, here's my Did point. I light a fire? Yeah. All right. Well, this was coming. Did we really need the Cody Rhodes spots, the sympathy spot? Like, eventually, I'll tell you right now, he's, he's over, which I get it. I get why. I... He's a great worker. He's one of their best. Yes. But I'm just so goddamn sick of every time he is in the ring, he has to steal the spotlight. He is in the ring with five other guys. Yes. And he, of course, has to do his stupid sympathy spot where they're like, oh, no, let's take you to the little the little circle entranceway. And they were all just chilling in there, like, waiting. And then he's got yeah, to make his comeback, et cetera, et cetera. Which I was um, like, oh, he better not win this now. You know what the thing I got, the, thing I, the problem I have with Cody, and you'll probably, and I've said this, he's got a lot of his father into it, in him when it comes to booking himself. Yeah. He books himself. As the underdog that becomes the star, etc., etc. You know what I'm saying? It's just he books uh, himself to win. Uh, it's it. It's. I don't want to. Might come from arrogance. I don't know, or or or. or it, uh, I don't. I don't want to say that. I don't want to say he's not good because Cody is definitely very good. You know, and it's not that he doesn't deserve it. The guy bet on himself after leaving the largest wrestling company in the world. You know what I mean? And said he wants to do this. But it's just like sometimes it's just he just seems a little bit too in love with himself. He loves Egotistic. to put himself over. Yeah, thank you. He loves to put himself over. It's just I find it annoying on occasion. But um, he is a great worker. I'm not going to I'm not going to. You know, deny that. If you're gonna help run the company, you got to take a step right. back. He's gonna get a, page, um, a nice paycheck either way. Yes. I always liked um, Vince Senior. He always said the promoter should never get involved. Right. And you can basically say he's a promoter at this point. Um, so at least just, probably had Booker, right? I mean, if that. Yeah, you know. he's booking, promoting, like he's. He's like an executive vice president or whatever. They all are. Him and the young cucks and Olivier. But, yeah, like, you can either be a full-time worker or you can help run the company. I don't really think there should be an in-between because there's bias there. Because you know he's sitting at home. He's like, oh, you know, what can I put myself into next? Right. He will always have a top spot. He doesn't have to earn it because he's the one booking himself. 
Which and he's still relatively he's still relatively young. He's at an age where he's he's still got a lot of years left. Yeah, so how long do we have to put up with this? Right, exactly. Eventually, people are going to start hating him. I'm getting there. Wow. (laughs) As much as I love his work, he's great. I think the the whole thing with the elite thing and stuff like that, that's where I started to, like, uh, get a little bored with him. You know what I mean? I wasn't a huge fan of his in WWF. I thought he was good, but... uh, That's not his fault. Yeah. I, I, did thought like, was, I thought Stardust was funny. A lot of people, I think that's probably his, an underrated gimmick for him. A lot of people absolutely hated it. I thought it was comical and just, it. I'm not saying by any stretch. It's not like a fucking flair gimmick. It's not great. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was just, it was fucking, it was, you know, it was, um, it was entertaining. You know, and then when they put the two of them together, Gold does and Stardust, was, they had some entertaining spots together. And That's just my what, what I might, I enjoy- I'm definitely in the minority here with that. So. Well, one reason I did like it is because he hated it so much and he became a smartass about it, and that's why it worked. Like, yeah. he's like, if I'm going to have to do this, I'm going to be a dick and just do, like, the most over-the-top as possible. Like, he didn't just phone it in. No, he went out there acting like, a, like an idiot, and it was great. I actually yeah. really liked in 2011. I wasn't watching much in 2011, but I did tune in for around WrestleMania season, like I usually do. Right. Um, his match with Rey Mysterio at WrestleMania 27, leading up to that, he had that mask gimmick where. After his known dashing Cody Rhodes. Yeah, right? where you could that, clearly yep. see he was fine, but he was just being a drama yeah. queen about it. I love that. His theme music I was good. It was yeah. yeah, I thought I loved that was it. Yeah. yeah, but you know, we'll see where this goes. You know, I mean, obviously, I'm not going to judge the guy too much. I already just did. But... So yeah, now um, we got to talk about the mystery signee next. That after was that after that? For that I believe so. Yeah, I believe so. All right. Yeah. Um, yep. Mystery yep. signing. Um, Trying to find my glasses, just hang on. Okay. Um, the mystery signing, a lot of hype around the mystery signing for God, what a week or so. Who did you think and it was? Well, before we get honestly, into the I reveal. didn't, I couldn't, I couldn't tell. I could not think of who it possibly was because I'm just like, you know, um, was it the day before Angle put out a video? Everybody's like, oh, it's a teaser for that. Then I think uh, it was a Bully Ray put out something that could have been oh, taken as a, te- as a teaser. Yeah, something, you know. So I was just like, I don't think I was like, Bully Ray would be fucking corny as hell. Like, yeah. no offense to no offense to Bully. I think, he, you know, he is what he is. But well, I'm just yeah. that's not that's not a really great. It's not like a. And then some people were saying Christian. I'm like. Yeah, I was like, I don't know. It was like he just showed up the rumble. I didn't realize that he wasn't on the contract. I, you know, but uh, I, I really didn't have a clue. Honestly, you know, people were like, oh, it's CM Punk, it's Brock. I'm like, it's neither of those. It's neither. No. Trust me. No. Because if it was Brock, if it was Brock, if they offered money to Brock, Brock Vince would, have would have, Vince, Vince would, would double have, it. Yeah, Brock, Brock would have gone to Vince and be like, listen, they're offering me this. What are you going to give me to stay? And Brock and Vince would have given it to him. 
You know what yeah. I mean? So I definitely didn't think it was CM Punk. Um, definitely didn't think it was Kurt Angle. Kurt's not ready. You know, he, he you know, towards the last, uh, his last WWE run, um, God, I love Kurt Angle, but he wasn't looking that great. He was in there and doing some fine stuff. He was fun, but he was, it was fun to see him return home. But he wasn't putting on those five-star classics like he was with Eddie or, or, or Benoit or, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I definitely couldn't see that happening. Um, I really had no clue, but I'm going to tell you this. When I saw it was Christian Cage, I wanted to shut my fucking TV off. I really did. And it's nothing against Christian. I don't think that that delivered the hype that they yeah. built for over a week. I just, I'm, I'm sorry. I just don't think it was that spectacular of a signing. Okay. He's done this before. He went to TNA for how many years? Okay. Yeah. And won the NWA world title. So it's not, you know, that's nothing too spectacular. And, 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 you know, how long has he been retired for? That's what I want to ask. A couple years. Oh, um, 2015. So that's not that long, right? Yeah. I think he, because he, he was advertised to face Biggie for the IC title on Raw, and he wasn't able to make that match due to his concussion syndrome. Gotcha. That's that's now so a that's, disease, and that's why that's why he retired. Oh, yeah, really? that's what yeah. they're calling it in uh, twenty. That's what it is now. Yep, concussion. They're calling it. Okay, it got Benoit. I could actually see him. Um. Okay. So what's your opinion overall on the signing? Did you think, and, and honestly, who did you think it could have been if? Uh, I was saying Christian, but I was like, but that wouldn't deliver on the hype. So I second-guessed myself. So I was like, it's probably Kurt Angle then. Um, it was one of those two, for sure, right. near the end. Like, the past few days, like a week ago, I had no clue. Because yeah. there was conflicting reports about whether Christian was signed or not. So there was a point where I'm like, oh, it's Christian. But then I read that he was signed. So I'm like, oh, it's not him. Then. Well, did you see there was an article that came out as well? What is in what's in Christian's current WWE contract? I'm like, and then he shows up on AEW. I'm like, well, that's fucking weird. Well, you know what I mean? What, I So from what I've read so far, he was in talks and the talks fell through. I don't know if it was money or just plans. Um, you know me. I'm yeah. a Christian Cage fan. Fuck yeah, I love Christian. I, I you know, I always him, enjoyed. Yeah, I I, I will always take enjoyed him his, over Edge any day. I will. I was I always thought Christian was better. Terribly underrated. Um, Edge, I guess, had that superstar uh, in him that made him. The, obviously, the one, the breakout star of the tag. I wouldn't mind, you know, I liked seeing them reunite in the Royal Rumble, bro. I thought that was fun. You know, when they hugged, when they hugged it out, and, and it was, you know, I'm going to tell you, I popped when he came out. I mean, I didn't pop like when I, I'm not a huge Edge fan, but when he came out from the Rumble last year, I popped huge. I thought it was like, you know, uh, because of the stipulation and the situation, I thought it was fun, a phenomenal return. It was fun. I didn't think that. Uh, it was really no great surprise with this fucking Royal Rumble. Obviously, the situation, the pandemic, and all that other shit. But Christian Cage, you know, 
I'm just curious as to what AEW is going to do with him. He could be like, uh, there's been a lot of talk, like, he can be really good in the locker room with those younger talents. Um, here's my problem. I'm conflicted Mm -hmm. because I know Vince never liked Christian. He wanted to put a blue dot over his face for Christ's sake. Like, that's what he wanted to do. What? You never heard that story? No. What what is this? Back during, like, I want to say maybe back to the Attitude Era, or maybe a little after that, he said uh-huh. he didn't like Christian's face. So he wanted his gimmick to have a blue dot edited in on TV over his face as, like, I a gimmick. Never... Look it up. Look into it. It's funny stuff. I'm definitely going to have to. This is <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, it's just almost as an atrocious story as this pay-per-view, I mean, as a whole. <laughs> but anyway, um, so, like, I'm glad... I like. I've always said I like Christian Cage more than Christian. I loved his TNA stuff. Um. So you know maybe he can channel some of that singles run in AEW, but at the same time, part of me wants to see a rivalry between him and Edge one more time, or even yeah. have him win the tag belts, put some, you know, tag teams over, help the tag team division out because they're failing miserably over there. So. They don't know what to do with their tag team division. Yeah. You know that they've, they've changed the belts. I mean, for a while, you know, Paige and what's the other fucking guy? Oh, Omega held the belts for quite a while. But ever since then, they've kind of bounced every couple months. So yeah. they don't really know what they're doing. I don't think they have as much. Uh, uh, what's the word? Confidence in their tag team division as they do uh, their, their headliners. So. But I just who who could you see him teaming with in uh, AEW? Well, I was talking WWE. I was hoping he would team uh, Edge and just kind of elevate that tag division. Because yeah. oh, I that's terrible. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's, I'm, I, yeah. I'm gonna get my house burned down for this. I don't want to see Edge's world champion. I really, really, really don't. I really I, don't want to see that as well. But you know, we're gonna obviously well, it's it, gonna uh, a month away. Yeah. Mm, uh, it's gonna be. A, it's a month away, so you and I definitely have a lot to to discuss coming up to that. And uh, yay, April tenth and eleventh, we're going to be doing a Super WrestleMania podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'll be um, yeah, drunken live streams there. But yeah, yeah I, I was glad to see him using his TNA theme, um, okay. which is an instrumental of uh, the Evanescence song. My Last Breath, I think it's called. Uh, all right. Which I always really loved that theme. I always thought Christian okay. had great themes. Um, so yeah, like the second I heard the music, I popped before everyone else because I'm like, wow, you really don't know, like, because that was his TNA theme, his singles run. Like, no one popped for it That's... until his name came up. I was like, you fuckers, don't pop. No, you don't deserve to pop. Now you don't recognize his music. Were... I didn't really think that the reaction was that great. I mean, I guess it's kind of like a mixed reaction as to how the fans are uh, treating this situation, this as a signing. I think a lot of people were disappointed. But... I mean, Tony Khan is a mark. What do you expect? He's going to overhype this. He's overhyped stuff before. Some people thought that he was bringing in Flair. And I'm just like, I mean, what the fuck would Flair do for the company other than, I mean, because... Let's be serious. He'd come in and manage people, and then, uh, you know, 
He'd come in and manage the, uh, the, he'd help, you know, with the horsemen, Anderson and Tully. And was it last week on um, AEW Dynamite, J.G. Dillon appeared? I mean, I popped for that. And and, and, uh, Tully came out wearing the old NWA United States title, which I was just like, I really marked up with it. Yeah. We got a few, you know, um, we're getting off subject here as opposed to like, like normal, but you know, yeah, what else? Yeah. What else? I think Christian Cage thing, you know, I think it could be, I think it's a really good signing. I think it was just disappointing and underwhelming because it was a lot of, a lot, a lot of hype surrounding it, thinking that it was going to be somebody like a mega star, such as a Brock or a Punk or an Angle. I think more than anything, yesterday I was like, it's just going to be Paul White messing around. Because he gave his hint. It's someone that can overwork any or outwork anybody. I'm like, well, it's a work. Like, that was his hint. And he was going to have that heel turn and be like, oh, I'm the signing, you know, and then just leave. Which, no, what that would have been some good. What I here. said, <laughs> I said on the phone to my friend. I was talking about to one of my friends. I was like, Captain Insano from Waterboy. He's going to come out dressed up as his gimmick. I said, and that's going to be the hype. Oh, said, they're just gonna, they're just going to pull a TNA or a WWE overhype the whole entire thing. They're going to come out with some stupid gimmick. Yeah, <laughs> and 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 piss everybody off and. I'm glad they didn't. <laughs> that would have. I would have left. I would have just stopped yeah. watching. I would have just shut it off there. So yeah. we got two more matches to get through before we get through this. Uh, and I want to discuss um, something else. I want to discuss uh, discuss a rumor at one point. We've discussed this before. Cinematic matches are complete horseshit. I don't have enough Dar- alcohol yeah. for this one. Yeah, th- we're gonna keep this nice and short and sweet. Darby Allen and Sting defeated uh, Team Taz, uh, Ricky Starks and Brian Cage, the four talents that are in this ring. <sighs> I like Ricky Starks. I like Brian Cage. Sting, I loved 1989. I like Surfer Sting. Yeah, exactly. Darby Allen's great. Yeah, I like uh, him for what he is. For what he is, and it's just um, I hate. Hate, hate, hate. I think we discussed this. Did we discuss WrestleMania last year? Or maybe it was a horror show that we discussed. We, I, we, I feel like once... Cinematic matches. We, it once, always seems that me and you were discussing these cinematic yeah, bullshit. Once a video, we're trashing them. So here we are yeah. again. Tradition. So this reminded me of a match that took place in Impact not so long ago. A cinematic match between... I think it was... Um, EC3 and Moose had a cinematic match where there's a bunch of other EC3s surrounding the ring <laughs> wearing hoodies. And now and they were banging on, in a warehouse banging on the ring. And this was a bunch of people in hoodies wearing sting masks surrounding the ring. I was just like, this is very reminiscent. The whole entire thing just reminded me of it. And I was like, this is it ended up being complete horseshit. I, I just I absolutely hated this segment. And I feel bad for and I feel bad. Sting is just there to try to help get Darby Allen over right now at this point. Um, and so I he feel bad. He didn't need that, though. He was already getting over. Well, the guy, I mean, if he kept doing what he's doing, the guy's going to end up crippled in two years at the most, you know. 
doing this crazy stuff. That so. body bag bullshit. That was that, even for me. Yes. That was freaky. Like that was just uncalled for. So yeah. I got nothing else to say about this other than I hated this match. Um I liked it better than the Boneyard match. Something else you can burn my house down for. I hated that match. Um, yeah, that Boneyard that, match was a bunch of garbage. Everyone loved it. I just don't... Oh, I got into an I argument yesterday about it. But, yeah, this was um, obviously pre-taped. And I, I know somebody tweeted out. I don't know if it was Alvarez or somebody. Tweeted out that it was pre-taped before the show. And it was, quotations, a massive success. And I was like, all right, well, maybe. Well, it was. You know, this is where I get the disconnect between myself and certain and wrestling fans of a certain age, I guess I should say. That some people are absolutely in love with this style of match. Uh, I'm not one of them. Like, I just think that a certain age group just, you know, I don't, you know for the majority, it's just. Me myself, I just cannot get into it, and it's just it just they bore me to death. It just doesn't seem I like I like my professional wrestling treated like a sport, presented like a sport, and that's not what I'm getting here. I mean, I think at one point I could be wrong, but I think they were using a stunt double for Sting for a few spots. Very possible. Like I'm. There was some cinematography that, I mean, you're, you're into film enough. You know you can block out with angles using cinematography tactics. I saw some in this match. There was one point where Sting was in the turnbuckle, and I'm just like, that is way too muscular to be Sting. And they had his like face perfectly blocked out. So, yeah, I think there was some stunt double usage. I, I could be wrong. But, yeah, this was just, yeah, this was just really stupid. They're throwing bats around through the windows, and I love how he chucked his bat at him, and then missed, and then, I was someone I was watching it with, they're like, all right, just give him your weapon, that works. But then he didn't even pick yeah. up the weapon. So it's just like, there was just no logic. This was so all like flashing. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's just like, it's a, like, you, you know, because you know, Sure as hell, if you were in a fight and that happened, I'd be picking up that shit and using it on you. Yeah. It's like somebody throwing a gun in front of you during a fight. No, I'm just going to leave it there. Fuck it. Yeah. Oh, fuck it. I'm picking it up and shooting your ass. Yeah. Yeah, this but was just... Uh, it was horse shit, to be honest just... with you. Let's go from one horse have... shit to another. One horse shit to another. We all know that already that... Not only am I not into cinematic matches, I absolutely fucking hate deathmatch wrestling. People are crazy that are into this stuff. Like, I don't know why you would want to put yourself into this situation as a wrestler. You know, one of the guys that, one of the earliest pioneers of uh, deathmatch wrestling, Onita, was trained in the All Japan Dojo and was a legit professional wrestler before he got into this kind of stuff. But I don't understand how he decided it was like I'm gonna be a fucking deathmatch superstar kind of a thing. And like it just doesn't work for me. These weapons, the gore don't mind you, I love 
good blood match. It's a bloody oh, match. Yeah. It's like they seem they, they they add a lot of drama and they 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 add something special. But it's kind of come natural. Not with I'm gonna attack you with fucking barbed wire or a baseball bat. One of the things that I cannot stand about this is one spot where they took a fucking baseball bat and cracked him over the skull with it. I'm just like, if that was legit, you cave in this fucking skull. If and exploded. Really you you'll get what I'm saying here. Yeah. It's unrealistic. It's bullshit. It's this was not professional wrestling to me. I mean, I like the fact that there was a lot of blood involved and there was, you know, and it's like, oh, do the clothesline with my arm wrapped in barbed wire. I mean, what happens when you make that impact? The fucking thing is just going to jab you further. Like, It's just... To me, it was just ridiculous. I don't, I'm not a deathmatch person. I, I... Like you, we've discussed this before, traditional style professional wrestling. All this hardcore and garbage, it's just... There was a time and place when ECW was new, when it was kind of like innovative. Innovative, excuse me. Before it just turned into too much over the top bullshit, and then it started. It became too regular. Save that shit for once in a while. There's always seems to be on every AEW show something that happens over the top. It's just too common. You know what I mean? It's like when whatever every November or no October, there just so happens to be uh, oh. You guys have been feuding for a year. We're doing a hell in the cell. You get what I'm saying? It's just, it's got to be something special. It's just it's too over the top for me. Well, I think they're doing it because they know that fans have been missing it from WWE for a while. So they're just trying to capitalize yeah. on that. I get that. I, which, I get that. which is, it's a good reason I pop whenever I see in, a bleed. But they're trying to break into the market for they're, they're trying to attract that deathmatch audience, and I get it. And that shit was so watered down. Look at the we were discussing, you know, like CZW. Like you can't bring stuff like CZW to the mainstream and water it down. Those fans are gonna shit all over it. And that's what I think. I mean, Moxley was a CZW wrestler at one point as well. Like, those fans are just going to shit all over that product, the watered-down version of it. All right. I have an argument for Deathmatch Wrestling. Um, The way I look at it, I look at it as a guilty pleasure for me. I know it's shit. It's like a bad movie that's funny. It's so bad it's good. That's the way I look at deathmatch wrestling. I love Japanese deathmatches, light tube matches. I love just seeing people getting shredded and bloodied and just absolute just tearing each other apart. But I don't call that wrestling. That's the difference right. between me and other deathmatch wrestling fans. To mm-hmm. me, that's not really wrestling. That's something else. That's why I'm okay with my love for deathmatch wrestling because I don't put it in the same category as professional wrestling. Okay. Like I like I said, I, I love I don't like modern deathmatch wrestling because I believe if you're gonna go deathmatch you gotta go all the way. You can't water it down and and look I did geek out a little bit seeing John Moxley just 
getting torn up again because that's what he loves. That's what he loved. That's what he wanted to do. It hurts seeing that's Dean what... Ambrose. Dean Ambrose is come on. It's not John Moxley. Hey, Dean Ambrose. I'm going to tell you something. I said that guy was the future of WWE probably seven or eight years ago. Mind you, he made it to the top just in the wrong company. Because I thought back then when he was in the Shield, I thought that guy was killing it. When they first broke him up and he was having that first singles run there, I thought he was doing good. It's just they kept watering him down and more and more and more. And he absolutely fucking hated it. So, and, you know, I just think that him going to the, op, uh, the, the you know, putting all his eggs in one basket and jumping to the company and putting so much faith in them, that that's good. That's good yeah. for business. That's good for him. And he's like, this is a company that I believe in, so I'm going to join this company and go work there, and they're going to let me do what I want. So far, he's killing it. There's a lot of people predicting that at some point he's going to jump back over. I don't really see that happen. I really don't see that happening. I don't he, see that happening anytime soon. Anytime, not, not anytime soon. Unless AEW fails, but that guy can always go and continue his tours in New Japan. He will one day go in the Hall of Fame with the Shield. I think that's... I that's, think so. that's I, he might even have a singles run in the Hall of Fame. I mean, it's very possible. So it's, I, he was a former world champion there, so anything is possible. I've always said, I'm sick of people asking me, will CM Punk ever return to WWE? I'm like, yes, he will be in the Hall of Fame. That is it. He yeah. will show up oh, for a he, Hall of Fame he was, on back, he was on backstage. So yeah. he did return, but even though it was a Fox TV well, show. Well, so. yeah, it was a Fox deal. He didn't sign shit for yes. WWE. Yes. But, yep. but yeah, like I said, I consider Deathmatch Wrestling to be a guilty pleasure, but I don't consider it professional wrestling to me it's something else you know i just don't consider it wrestling that's why i do enjoy it and i don't enjoy when it's mixed in with a professional wrestling pay-per-view that's my problem with this i want to see like czw it's all just violence i don't like to see that mixed in unless it is truly once in a while necessary even CZW at this point does a lot of straight up wrestling shows and then but they'll have those special stipulation matches on the shows. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're not just every match on the show is not something. But you know, I mean they've changed quite a bit. You know, from their I haven't days. I haven't seen them in a while, so yeah. I haven't I mean I, I actually bought one of their pay per views last year, uh, during the pandemic just because uh there was no wrestling. You know what I mean? There was no independent wrestling. Everybody, they did an empty arena. Matt Stryker was the commentator there for that show, which I thought was so awkward. It was on play. Uh, you know, I don't <laughs> know. That guy, that guy, that's, that's a guy that's like pops up everywhere. When you I think I mean? of hardcore like, wrestling, I don't really think of I, I think of Matt Stryker. Before we get into it, I just, you know, I don't know. Big Japan's still around. I, I, I keep reading that they're, they're doing a lot of stuff. I don't even know what the hell they're up to. Are they still a deathmatch company? I mean, because I've seen some fucking crazy shit between them and IWA Japan. So, anyways, we're getting away from the whole entire part of this. The fun part. The best part of this fucking paper here. The fucking sparklers. Gilbert's pyro was saved the day at the end. Oh my uh, god. Eddie I... Kingston sold it like a champion. I'll like tell the you truth. what. 
champion that he is. <laughs> so, um, it's you know, embarrassing that he sold that. Well, you know, the, yeah, but you know, you gotta say it. You know, you gotta say it, Eddie. He went out there and did what he was supposed to do. You know, he's just that guy. He's a company guy. Uh, he, he's a guy that just loves business. So he's, you know, and I bet you anything, once those sparklers went off and he's just laying there, he's just like, well, what the fuck do we do now? And so I guess Tony Khan is looking to change this whole entire thing into Kenny Omega built a dead bomb. So so now they're going to take it and, and run with it rather than he couldn't take, rather, rather than he killed Moxley with the bomb, it's going to be uh, he couldn't take him out and you know, they're going to laugh at it, basically, I think. And, and, and. So we'll see where this unfolds going forward. He, all right. So this happened before with Terry Funk, where um, I don't know if it was with Cactus Jack or he was in an explosive barbed wire match before, and the explosion was just a dud. And you can literally just see him go, what the fuck? And then he just falls over and sells it. Like... <laughs> So this isn't the first time we had a dud of a explosion. But I happened in twice, I guess. I was listening to uh, Observer Radio, and it happened between Bad Company and yeah. uh, Public Enemy, where it was like the first one they ever tried to do. And I guess Todd Gordon went over the fucking loudspeaker and made a bomb, making an explosion sound into the microphone to try to sell it. And yeah. I got a fart into it. Jeez. <laughs> I gotta look this up, so. Yeah, but yeah, like this, I, it's fine if the explosion's not gonna be good, but don't give it a camera angle where you're literally staring at Kingston in the ring, and so you could see in between the smoke. At least have an angle where it looks dangerous. That would have been easy. One of the things I hated was the triple teaming of John Moxley. Like those guys, like yeah. the good brothers come out, yeah. and I'm just like, I'm like, you, you're not Putting Kenny Omega over by so basically the whole main event was fucking overbooked. You know, you're putting, you're not putting Omega or helping Omega get over by having the Good Brothers come out and assist him and beat the shit out of him. You know, I hate it. I absolutely hate it. There was a lot of outside interference in this pay per view. Yes. That's was. a big pet peeve. I hate outside interference. I get if you got to do well, it like I'm, once. You got to do it once a paper. You got to do it in wrestling because it yeah. helps create heat, helps create storyline. At the same time, it shouldn't be happening for three straight fucking hours. That's some Vince Russo bullshit right there. Yeah. Like I said, do it once, you're good. Yeah. It just pisses me off and takes me out of it. If you do it. I don't yeah. even know how many times we got this. Like this was it, when I saw the Good Brothers come out. I'm like, I'm done. Like I'm just, I'm over this. Yeah. Oh, I was over it in the third fucking match. By the time well, the yeah. started, but, yeah, I was over it. So it's like they've had this thing for building up pay per views. Some of them are really great. Some of them are. There's a couple. Actually, you know, I can only think of two that were absolute pure shit, and this is definitely one of them right here. This is probably the second worst show that they that they've done. They don't do average pay-per-views. It's either really bad or really good. Because the last one they had full gear, I thought was great. I was over on I was on this show putting that show over. Was I loved the, it. Yeah. 
That was the last okay. one in November, I think it was, that we did. Gotcha. Okay. And I loved right. it. I, I'm trying to remember. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I remember there was one that was really great, and I just remember that it was one that was just a huge shit show. And even the ones that were trying to, to put over ended up sucking so hard. Like, the ones, the matches that you were looking at, you know what I mean? So yeah. Anyways, there's um overall I'd have to say it's a C. And that's a and I'm being kind of generous on this because yeah. once that third match started, it just I just think it didn't deliver. I was just yeah, you know, and as a match, you know, they were they, they were str- the main event they were trying to straight up wrestle and obviously there was the barbed wire so you know, did you notice that only three of the ropes, three sides of the ring were wrapped in barbed wire? Well, here's and my problem. Why were the ropes in the ring? You're not supposed to have ropes in a barbed wire. See, that's they were building it as a barbed wire uh, explosion death man. Now you're right. Like they should have taken. I was under the impression that it was going to be like an FMW where they're taking the ropes down and just yeah. wrapping the ring. Uh, maybe they're having technical difficulties, so they decided to rope. To, to, I mean, if you remember back in the day, back in, in the Crockett days, you know, Dusty with uh, the feud he, he wrestled in the bunkhouse match, where they would wrap the ropes in barbed wire. Like, maybe that's what they were going for. They just decided to do their own version of, well, of whatever. 